0: This episode contains depictions of death, child abuse, torture in a medical setting, and a car accident. If any of these topics are difficult in any way, please join us on another adventure. Thank you.
1: There's something in the middle of the road, and the wolf said I should stay in the car while he goes to check it out. Like, it's a 50s horror movie, and I'm his girlfriend. Ah, good, you can hear me. He just flipped me off. Looks like a giant rock and there's something written on it. Hang on.
2: What did I just tell you?
1: I don't know. My silly weak brain didn't understand you. Look, it says, uh, go left and lose your steed and keep yourself. Go right and lose yourself, but keep your steed. Go forward and lose both. (laughs) It's like the fairy tales. This is perfect. Is our steed the truck? It appears that way, yes. Would both of us die if we want, right? Knowing fairy tale? Probably. Right. Okay, so we go left and keep going on foot. It'll be a pain, but we can do it. Why do you look like someone shit in your food? This shouldn't be here. Yeah, and wolves shouldn't turn into people. That's not what I mean. Things that big shouldn't be able to get through into our... Your world. The fact that this is here means that cracks are starting to appear for some reason. We're about to go somewhere else. Where?
0: I guess we'll find out.
1: The next time you walked into my room with that stupid face of yours that meant you wanted something from me, I just glared at you. You said...
0: There's another case I could use your help with.
1: I said, I don't care. That's not my problem. I don't work here. Sasha. Come to think of it, why do you work here? Doesn't torture or offend your delicate sensibilities.
0: I'll tell you why I started working here if you talk to another patient for me.
1: You and your deals. Yes. You smiled. I sighed. Ten minutes later, we were outside another cell door because I'm weak. I'm a weak person. Sue me. You hesitated, trying to put your words together in the least offensive order.
0: Be careful with this one. She's well she's been known to injure gods.
1: I grinned. My kind of girl.
0: Don't do that. You aren't like her.
1: You seemed so desperate to believe that. I almost didn't want to burst your bubble. Almost. Ben, I'm exactly like her. We're both being fucking tortured here. Knocking around some guards is the least we can do.
0: There's no need to be uncooperative.
1: Uncooperative? They're electrocuting us.
0: That doesn't mean you have to sink to their level. Sink to their... What does that mean?
1: We can't fight back? We have to just take it or else we're, what, not respectable enough? We might hurt their feelings. You didn't look at me as you opened the door. The girl inside had had red hair at some point. She looked so pale that her skin would have blended in if she'd stood against the sky. Her huge brown eyes stared up at me from where she was crouched in the corner. I took a step forward. Hi, I'm- I tripped over nothing and fell forward, immediately eating shit. My jaw cracked against the concrete floor and I could taste salty blood filling my mouth. You shut the door behind me. Fine. I picked my face up from the floor and felt around with my tongue. One of my teeth had chipped, and I'd bitten clean through my cheek. Great. I looked at the girl. Did you do that? She looked back at me and smiled. I very carefully stayed low to the ground. Can't trip and fall if I'm already down. Is that your power? Making people eat shit? I wasn't really expecting your reply, but she said,
2: It's about luck.
1: What? She looked at me like I was stupid, which I thought was a little rude from someone who'd just given me a head trauma.
2: I give people bad luck.
1: Huh. For life or just while they're around you? She thought for a second.
2: I think just while they're around me.
1: I spat out some blood on the floor by her feet. She pulled her feet away. I grinned, hoping my teeth were bloody. How'd that start? What can you do? I can make plants grow out of people.
2: (laughs) That sounds very Disney.
1: Fuck yourself. Can I sit up or are you gonna kill me? I don't know. I squished it to sit against the wall and managed to scratch both of my hands on the floor and smack the back of my head against the wall. She smiled again. Sadistic bitch. What's your name? I said.
2: Vera. You?
1: Sasha. Sasha. I'd shake your hand, but I'm sure you'd somehow break it. So the powers?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Are you with the guy outside, the British one?
1: I took it all back. I hated children. Am I with him? Are you fucking? I debated which of us punching her would hurt more. No, we're not. That's good. She wrinkled her nose. You seem decent. And he isn't? Her eyes widened in what I thought was the first honest expression she'd made since I came in.
2: He's evil. Can't you feel it when you look at him?
1: My father falling down in front of me, being strapped to a table. Maxime's tiny face with scars on top of it. Gray eyes. No, I lied. I can't feel anything like that. He's fine. Vera looked at me for another second, like she was trying to see through my bullshit. Good luck with that, I thought. The layer of it keeps getting thicker. Finally, she looked away.
2: What do you know about Liho??
1: I thought about my childhood memories of listening to my baba and mama tell me fairy tales. There were a lot of different figures in folklore, but Liho? Uh, the one-eyed? She beamed.
2: That's the one, the spirit of-
1: Bad luck. Right. I remembered now. I'd watched a movie about that creature when I was a kid. It was meant to be a technicolor adventure for children, but I'd always been terrified of Lucha specifically. The actress playing it had poofy white hair like a dandelion covering one eye, and I'd hated that. Why not just show the scar where the other eye was? Why pretend that it had never been there at all? Somehow not seeing it was worse. In the movie, Licha stuck its arms out at odd angles as its weird, stringy music played in the background. There were moments when it stuck out an arm and the sound would play like a tree falling in the forest, and their powers of bad luck would come into play. A kid fell off his bike, a soldier fell off a bridge into the water, and Licha just laughed the whole time. Horrible sound. The actress did a great job, really made an impression. Looking at Vera's grinning face, I shuddered. First Baba Yaga, now this shit. God help me. Then again, I thought this wasn't really God's jurisdiction. I cleared my throat. So, Liha, how'd you meet it?
2: Well, I've just been unlucky my whole life. So I, I guess that's why it came and found me.
1: She smiled just a bit too wide to be earnest. I raised my eyebrows. It just came and found you? Yep. Nothing happened to prompt this?
2: Nope. It just happened.
1: What was going on the day it happened? Something went dark behind her eyes for a second. She looked lost or scared, in pain, a kid been forced to relive something she didn't want to think about.
2: I... um.
1: You can tell me. I won't tell anyone. I won't tell Ben. Sometimes it feels easier to talk than sit with it just stewing in your thoughts.
2: Yeah? Do you do that? Talk to people?
1: I would if I had a story worth telling, I said. And I am now, so take that, Vera. She started picking at the skin around her nails, looking anywhere but at me. I was ready to drop the subject at that point, when suddenly she started talking.
2: I lived with my parents at the edge of a woods.
1: She said, quieter than she'd been that whole time.
2: And... And my father... would hurt me. Sometimes. So one night I ran. It was summer. So I thought I'd be able to make it pretty far before I got cold. But he went after me almost right away. I could hear the shots. So I knew he'd brought his rifle. I was terrified. I thought I knew what being scared was like before, but...
1: Not like that.
2: No. Not like that. I just kept running. Tumbling over everything and making a shit ton of noise, eventually I tripped. My foot got stuck in between two roots, and I could hear him coming, but I couldn't pull it out, so I was just stuck there, like a rabbit in a trap.
1: I could picture her then. A rabbit in a trap. My papa and I hunted animals like that once. I could still see them. Huge eyes, staring with blank horror as the hunter came closer and closer. She wiped her nose and kept going.
2: He got to me, and 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 he didn't even do anything. I thought he'd swear or threaten me like he usually did, but he just raised his rifle and pointed it at me. And I just thought, please, please, somebody help me. I thought, I'll do anything if someone can get me out of this right now.
1: It took a breath and smiled, back to unhinged.
2: And it showed up, right behind him. It pulled the trigger and it got stuck in the barrel. So, the gun blew backwards into his face. There was blood all over him, half his face was melting off, and he just stood there for a second like he hadn't gotten the message he was dead. Then he toppled over
1: laughed, clapping her hands.
2: It just fell back. Splat. Just like that.
1: I chose to ignore how psychotic this girl was. Under her circumstances, I wasn't sure I'd have been any better. I wasn't sure I was better anyway. So, he has saved you.
2: Yep. It just turned to me after and said, well, well its mouth didn't move. But I heard it say I, that I owe it and that I belonged to it now. And that it would come back to collect. I got my foot unstuck and went home.
1: What did your mother say? That look again. The light behind her eyes switched off for just a moment. Then she laughed again.
0: (laughs) She
2: locked me in the basement and called the cops. I think she freaked out because my hands were bloody and my hair was a different color.
1: Your hair was different?
2: Yeah, my hair used to be brown. When I saw it, my hair changed to look like this.
1: She hummed, considering.
2: Other parts of me are changing too. I think by the time it comes to get me, I'll be someone else.
1: Is that what you want? She looked at me like I was stupid.
2: Since when does it matter what I want? Nobody's ever asked.
1: But you seem so excited about seeing it again. Yeah,
2: of course I am.
1: She leaned in close.
2: This is the first time I've been able to defend myself. People are scared of me. I can actually hurt them now.
1: You want to hurt them? The people who hurt you? Of course I do. Then where does the hurting stop? If they hurt you and you hurt them, it'll just keep going forever. She paused. Suddenly I had the thought that this child was much smarter than I would ever be. Then she said,
2: They chose to hurt us. We never got a say in any of this. We got unlucky. Did you ever get a choice, Sasha, in anything that's happened to you?
1: I thought about it. My leg being fucked up, my mama dying, my papa hitting me once every week, my magic coming in at the worst moment, my papa getting shot, being taken here, you. No. I've never had the choice in anything. But that's the sort of thing that aches when you say it. Scrapes the sides of your throat like you're throwing up broken glass. So I didn't say anything. I just pulled Vera's small body into a hug and ignored the sound she made as I squeezed her tight. Eventually I felt her pat me on the back awkwardly.
2: We'll get out of here. And we'll hunt them together.
1: She whispered. Don't worry. That didn't sound as comforting as it was clearly meant to be. When you took me back to my room, I sat down on my bed facing you and raised my eyebrows expectantly. You ran a hand through your stupid, perfect hair and sat down on the other side of my bed. There were no chairs. The interior decorating left much to be desired. When it became clear you weren't going to start the conversation, I asked, Why are you here, Ben? You winced, even though you knew this was coming. I wondered vaguely if the wince was just you trying to stop me from asking, like seeing you in pain would make me reconsider. You said,
0: It's a long story.
1: I said, We've got nothing but time.
0: Well, I had a sister once.
1: Of all the things I'd been expecting, that sentence hadn't been one of them. I wasn't sure how to proceed. Clearly you kept talking this time.
0: Her name was Anya. She was four years older than me. When I was 18, she disappeared along with her... roommates. It was a big news story at the time, three people missing. didn't help that they found evidence of occult practices at their flat. Specifically, a circle drawn in charcoal on the living room floor. There were all sorts of theories about it. A couple conspiracy theorists called our house. My mother hated it. Those few years were... incredibly difficult for us.
1: You cleared your throat.
0: I started researching witchcraft just to see if I could somehow find a connection between Anya and whatever those symbols at her flat could have meant. I learned a lot, and when I was finished with school, I got accepted into a university program for special intelligence. Something like MI6, they told me. Something dealing with issues related to the paranormal.
1: There's no way that's an actual thing they have in England.
0: It is obviously a thing they have in the USSR. Fair point. I was thrilled. I had been researching witchcraft and Gaelic myth for so long, and this was finally an opportunity to put my skills in action. The first assignment they sent me on was... um, well, it was meant to be a liaison mission of sorts. Since the USSR is undergoing a change in leadership, the UK has been trying to do outreach to your folks and try and establish some form of diplomacy again. Nobody had much hope that this place would still be active, let alone as... busy, as it is. If they'd known, they'd have sent more people, I'm sure, but as things are, it's just me.
1: This is your first mission?
0: Yes, it is. Was it not obvious?
1: You tried for a smile. I didn't feel like smiling that time. What'll you say in your report? That they should close it down? That they're abusing people? Your smile faded then. We'd been in on a joke together, and now I was letting you down. I wasn't being a good sport. I was being uncooperative again.
0: Sasha, this really isn't our government's doing.
1: You meant it's not my problem. I don't know what to do about it, Sasha. I don't care enough to even try. That was a good story, I said. Thank you for telling me. Where do you think your sister is?
0: I have no idea.
1: Do you ever think that maybe, somewhere, she's in a place just like this one? That someone locked her up because she had magic and she was just too dangerous? You left quickly after that. It's been a few kilometers. Maybe the sign was fake.
0: Signs like that are never fake.
1: It was just the rock. Anyone can carve something into a rock.
0: It smelled like magic.
1: I'm sorry. You went around sniffing the fucking rock.
0: Shut up.
1: Did you pee on it too? Mark your territory, or Shut did?
0: Up. You... Push
1: Maybe it's just an animal. <laughs> Era.
0: This episode of Go I Know Not Wither stars Thomas Malinovsky, Rose Madsen, Tessa Podromo, and B. Bell. It was written by Thomas Malinovsky and edited by Olivia Spreen. Cover art is by our friend Sasha. You can find them on Instagram at, at anartpostaweek. Special thanks to our patrons, Tessa Podromo, James Harper, Jennifer Parlett, and John Ashley Mulvaney. Also, thank you to Vals Vinyatskovsky. If you'd like to support Go I Know Not Whither and any future podcasts, check us out on our Patreon and on our Instagram at at Malinowski and Spreen. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Once is an accident, twice is a coincidence, and three times is an ancestral curse placed on your bloodline by an evil spirit. We'll see you next time as we go we know not whither to find we know not what.